welcome to Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Yes, hello and welcome to Six Points Coaching, the podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Simon Black. Now, if you're a footy fan and you don't know who Simon is, you must have been living under a rock. He is my favourite player of all time and there's plenty of reasons why. He was an ultra-silky player, would rack up touches and pinpoint passes to his teammates uh, in a way that made it look so easy. Plus, he would be the first to encourage and congratulate his teammates. Uh, Look, those were the reasons that I loved watching him play, but he was also recognised by the masses because he won uh, so many awards as well. I'll quickly do the bragging for him because he is too humble to do it himself. So yeah, he played over 300 games. He won three premierships, won a Brownlee medal and was runner-up in another year. He won the 2003 Norm Smith medal and has recently been inducted into the AFL Hall of Fame. Uh, Yeah, what a career. Anyway, we chatted about plenty of topics, but today's episode is all about getting to know him a little bit more and how he went from juniors to the AFL and what traits he had as a player that made him stand out and get selected. So that's enough from me. Let's crack into it. So obviously there's no introduction really required for you, Big Simon, but um, I suppose do you, do you actually, um, does it make you feel uncomfortable when people like recount your stats, like Hall of Famer, Brownlee Medalist, all that sort of stuff? Does it make you feel uncomfortable or do you secretly just be like, yeah, that's pretty good? <laughs> uh, look, it's, it's obviously, um, yeah, look, I guess there's time, the longer I'm out of the game, it's, it's um I feel very fortunate to play in a great great era at a great club. Um, but yeah, look, I, I love the game and to be able to get some, obviously the three premierships and some individual honours along the way was uh, was really cool. So um, yeah, I feel very very grateful and fortunate and fulfilled for my footy career. Really, I was um, I was very lucky to um to have the journey that I did. So do I get uncomfortable? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Do you have a like a, premierships? Probably are the the main one. Like, is that the one you look back and you're most proud of? Yeah, look, it is. I get I get last that a bit, uh, and it's really around the 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 campaign, the journey you're on together to to win a flag. It's you know compared to a Brownlow medal, it's, um, Brownlow's yeah, it's it's cool. Obviously, it's a great um, acknowledgement, um, but to be able to celebrate with your friends and your mates that you and it's not just the you that. That it takes to win a premiership. It's the relationships that you get formed that get formed over an extended period of time, and the off-field relationships and things that brotherhood that gets formed. And that's that's why you hear premiership players talk about the the, the specialness and the unity that gets uh, that makes it so special because all the all the the effort and time and um, that it takes as a collective. Yeah, it just makes it far more special when you've got to celebrate it with uh, with all those that that made up a part of the journey. Yes, yeah, so the Norm Smith Medal. What's your like, does that come into conversation as much as others? Like, even though it's a very prestigious award, is it as big of a deal in your head as, like, Hall of Fame or the Brownlow or anything like that? Or 300 games? I, I think the Hall of Fame is, you know, that's that's hands down the, the biggest honour because um, that's over the course of a career. So, um, you know, the, the Norm Smith, I guess, yeah, nice to perform well on the biggest stage of the year. So, um, yeah, it's... um. It's an honour too, Campbell. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right, so that's that's who you are, what you've achieved, and I suppose your credibility to speak about football, which is <laughs> obviously as well you're my favourite player of all time. Um, you know that already well, well, very well. Um, so let's get a, a little bit more to get to know you outside of footy. So you've um, 
on Instagram, you share a few of your time scale to live music events. Are you a bit of a music buff? I do like live concerts. Yeah, I've always liked music. Um, and yeah, I do like. Well, I do. Yeah, I love my music, mate. But I don't. I don't play an instrument. So yeah, <laughs> just like live music and the energy that you get from it. Yeah, and so is there a favourite, um, like band or type of music, and then a favourite live event? Um, Last one I went to recently was the Killers a few months ago. They were they were epic. They yeah. were amazing. Great live band. They they do an amazing production. Then um I was lucky to meet Robbie Williams years ago when he played in Brisbane and um played soccer with him the night before a concert. And um then one of our teammates, Luke Power, gave him a Guernsey and he, he wore it on stage. So that was pretty epic. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um but yeah, just love, yeah, love um yeah, love live music. Yeah, sweet. And then you've got like a few hobbies. You've got a photo behind you of your surfing. Um, what are the things you like to do in your spare time? Yeah, probably surfing. I grew up in Perth and grew up, um, yeah, loving my surfing, loving the ocean and have continued that on and um, live in Brisbane, have done for a long time now. But yeah, we're, we're a fair way from, from the surf. Well, we're over an hour from the surf, so I don't do it as much as I like to with a young family. But yeah, look, just uh, discovering uh, love travel, love discovering new places, and um, got young three young children, so plenty of time these days is um, is with them and having fun adventures and um, and just trying to get the most out of life together. Yeah, beautiful. Um, then we've got what are your jobs at the moment? Like, what keeps you busy these days? Uh, I'm doing a work with a company called the Humanity Health Group, which is a um, a company that does programs around getting people back into the workforce and um, corporate leadership and disability program so a bit of work with them and then um doing a bit of radio commentary for the for triple m for the lions and suns home games and then um a couple other small things on the side as well yeah beautiful now last question i remember when i first met you i asked this question i'll I'll see if it's the same one if you didn't make it as a pro footballer what do you reckon would have been your career (laughs) i don't know what i said uh would love to be a professional surfer. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure they're good, good enough. Uh, some sort of business, some sort of business. I'm not sure what what it'd be, but yeah, in the business. Dad, dad had a business in WA, and um, I guess a bit of an entrepreneurial um, way about me. So yeah, some sort of business, I'd say. Yeah, sweet. So the answer you gave me when I was in year ten or eleven, it was. So that's now, that would have been 2010. So that's what, 13 years ago or something like that. You said that you were going to be a pilot. So times have changed. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. So then um, that's who you are. You you were born in Mount Isa, but you grew up in Perth. Like, was it your family in Mount Isa at the time? Like, what what made you go from there to Perth pretty quickly? Yeah, mum and dad were living in in Mount Isa for a couple of years. And, um, yeah, I just popped out. At that time in Mount Isa, mate, and um, um, dad, dad was a Kiwi, mum was from Perth, so they ended up back in back in Perth and uh, grew up from from a very young age, actually, um, maybe eighteen months old, moved back to WA. So even to this day, I regard myself as a sand groper, um, although I've been in Brisbane longer than Perth, but um, yeah, all my, all my growing up formative years were in WA, so um, yeah, very very um, close to my heart, heart in the west. Yep, yep. So, but you married a Queenslander, eh? Yeah, can't get out. <laughs> Does that mean you cheer on the Maroons at um, Origin time? Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. Big Maroons, man. Yeah, sweet. All right, so that's that's all of that. Now, like, your dad um, and your mum, you, you guys are in Perth. You've got a brother. Um, but, like, when was sport 
introduced to you? Like, were you one of those kids that your first baby photo is you with a Sharon or like your dad's a Kiwi? So I don't expect AFL was the first thing, but when do you think sport was introduced to you as a, a child? Yeah, look, mum always, uh, Bruce Lee, she sent me photos as, as a little tacker, like a little two-year-old with a footy under my arm on the couch and things. She said always, always had a ball on my hand, um, whether a footy or a basketball, cricket ball, but it was always, always balls. So, um, yeah, I just had an affiliation or a love of playing with a, with a ball, kicking a ball and things. And, um, yeah, it's been always there. Um, Dad was a very sporty and um, played rugby as a, as a kid in New Zealand and, um, played a lot of um, yeah, a lot of ball sports as a kid. Um, started rugby before played Aussie rules, and then my friends at school loved Aussie rules, obviously in Perth, so I played that. And um, but I, growing up, I played you know basketball, a lot of little athletics, uh, rugby as I said, but a little bit of cricket. Um, but just try a lot, a lot of different sports, and I think that's a really healthy thing to be able to do. I'm not into really sports specialization from a a young age. I think you know from a um, well mental freshness angle you know the, the more you can play other sports play with other friends and different things and you stay fresh mentally they talk about tennis and golf being a more of a, a sport specialized sport from a younger age but um yeah I'm more, more belief of the more the way inclination to think around just the the fun and passion transferable skills you get from other sports and things um uh, and then from probably that 16 17 age that's when you i guess you time to sort of hone in on that one sport but um yeah. Mm. And then, so your dad was your coach. I remember you telling me in the past. Was he? Um, this was for athletics or for rugby or like what was your dad's coaching involvement? Uh, he was my little athletics coach. I was a middle distance runner, and um, he was my t-ball coach too. Yeah, <laughs> as right. a kid, so he didn't. He couldn't really help out with Aussie rules because he'd never really played it. But I'm sure he. Um, I'm sure he would have been. Uh, he used to kick the ball, the footy better than the park than I did up until even I was about 18, 19, I think. But um, yeah, it was a very nice kick of the footy, but yeah, he was my athletics coach. So then we're jumping ahead a little bit. So you're playing footy eventually, um, even though rugby was first um, choice from like, I suppose, or first introduction of sport. But do you feel like um, like when you went to your club training, you had, like I say, two nights a week and you had your games, what were you doing outside of that yourself and how much of an influence do you think that might have had on your development as a player just being willing to do the extras you know massive yeah no doubt massive and and this is why i talk about that you got to find the love and passion for the game yourself and the amount of hours i guess i was spent in the backyard kicking a ball down a park whether with with my brother by myself with friends um i spent so much time i guess when you're uh you're not over quick um, and not, not a big guy, you've got to be really clean um, and you've got to have good skills to play at the top level. Um, and that's, I guess, for me was, you know, I look back and I think just the amount of hours I had, my strength were, I guess, my decision-making and my cleanness and and, and skills. Um, and that came from just play so much that um, uh, skill acquisition was just through enjoying playing in the park and and little, you know, I remember in primary school, we'd play three versus three at, at lunchtime Um it was on a footy field or basketball. Basketball is such a great game for Aussie rules. Um, for, so for lots of different reasons, and play a lot of lot of spatial awareness and transition off the the, the defense and um, yeah, the list can go on. But yeah, just from a lot of all the time, just having fun playing with the ball um, was uh, was a big reasons why I was able to play AFL footy. 
Yeah, so then when, as a teenager or a kid, what was your week like? Was it two nights a week of footy and then a game and then maybe some little athletics or were they at different times of the year? Um, yeah, what, like were you pretty much every night playing community sport or were you kind of by yourself more often than not and it was just a couple of nights of the week with the group? Yeah, uh, uh, look, I was uh, summer months with my little athletics and basketball, um, and then winter was Aussie rules. And that, it was, when I look back, I, I mean, I played soccer as a young kid as well, which is a great game for Australian rules. Those, you know, soccer, basketball, uh, Aussie rules, those um, messy three hundred and sixty degree degree games, intrusive sports they call them. Um, you know, the great for the spatial awareness, understand where a teammate is, where opponents are, and you know, look at basketball when a defender comes on you. Everyone talks about Scott Pendlebury playing a lot of basketball and how composed he is on the AFL field. I guess what you see with him is the ability to, to, to remain calmer for longer when a defender is coming on him. He doesn't panic and rush himself. He thinks through the situation really well. And that's a, a really great transferable skill from basketball to, to Aussie rules. Um, even though you're going to get tackled in Aussie rules and you're not in basketball, you just you remain more composed for longer from that, from years of playing basketball. Um, yeah, I, I just play you know it wasn't it wasn't a you know it wasn't a uh a journey to to become an IFL football it wasn't around you know a 15 16 um it sort of became more serious and then I had a back injury that I couldn't play sport for 12 months so after that period it was around really trying to hone in and, and set some goals around getting um stronger and um uh got involved with a sprint coach called Mark Neitz who was a West Coast Eagles sprint coach really well-known guy in the west who's been fantastic for a lot of young aspiring footballers and he helped me enormously at the age of probably 17. And when I, when I got healthy again, and I had about 12 months to, to really try to um, make the WA state team for the Teal Cup, the National Carnival. Um, and that was my my goal, my objective. And I was lucky to do that. But I, I really, goal setting for me was a big thing. Dad taught me the value of that as a, I guess, a 14 year old when I was doing a little athletics. And um, and that sort of always stayed with me. But yeah, again, I just, you know, played club sport and enjoyed it. And, you know, it wasn't a defined pathway. It was more just, all these other sports, I guess. I mean, look at middle distance running. That's obviously such a great uh, attribute to have for AFL Aussie rules footy. Um, you know, in basketball, like I said, there's all those similarities that that are helpful as well. Transferable skills. So all those things together really help with my in my end pursuit of playing Australian rules football and enabled me to play at the highest level. Mm, yeah, of course. And so, like, did you ever make development squad or, like, the Futures or Colts or whatever? What was the, I suppose, that journey of stepping your way through different sides into the, uh, like you said, the state The squad? pathway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I did, yep. I made the Ethermantle combined sides. Uh, I made, um, um, lucky to win the 13s grand final with Bull Creek Leaming and win the, the premiership there and things. So I, I was a handy player. I was always such a skinny player though. I was a bit of a late, you know, late bloomer. I only ever played AFL at about 82 kilos. So I was never a big guy. Um, uh, I didn't play the 16s WA National Carnival because I, I had to pull out. I was in the training squad and my back, uh, I had Schumann's disease in my spine. So I had to pull out from that. And that's when I had about 12 months or so of, of non, no, no sport. Um, and then, yeah, so and then from when I got healthy again with my back, I, I had about 12 months to sort of get back in the train and target that 18-year age group for the National Carnival to represent WA. And I was fortunate to be able to do that. Um, and that was, I guess, the kickstart to getting drafted. Yeah. All right. So, like, we're going a bit off the questions because this sounds really interesting, but, like, the mental toughness to keep pursuing your dreams while having a year off is 
incredible. And then I suppose that process of going from zero footy to pretty quickly getting drafted, what was that year looking like practically? Like, are you watching as much footy as you can to learn the game better? Or like, what are you doing to prep yourself? And then what did it look like from, hey, I can play again, I'm good to go. And like, what did you kind of have to do to get noticed and all that sort of stuff? Like, how did that draft process really start? Uh, it set a real, real drive in me, determination to when I got back um, to to give it a red hot crack. Um, sitting out on the sidelines for twelve or eight months, you know, watching everyone do something that I loved, playing and representing WA at the sixteens and and so forth. And then, um, yeah, so really build a dogged determination, really. And then and then when I got um, and then when I went and I played for WA in the eighteens, I was lucky to make the Australian team and it wasn't until that point I was probably seen as someone to get drafted I was just playing Colts footy I think for Fremantle um Colts and maybe a bit of reserves um and I only ever I only ever played two league games off the bench in my draft year so I wasn't sort of you know a you know a, a football prodigy like I guess Benny Cousins was at the, um, the age of 16 17 um you know I was sort of a bit of a later later bloomer um and then but I guess I did, had a bit of a chip on my shoulder when I got drafted because um you know, I wanted to play for West Coast and I was doing some work with their sprint coach and they um they were the club I loved and went to the ninety four grand final when I when I couldn't play play sport that year and just had great, you know, dreams of playing for them. So when they didn't pick me up at all three, I was like um, you know, I was really determined to to give them a best shot. Um and so yeah, I probably did have a bit of a chip on my shoulder and but the best thing for me was to leave WA and come over to Brisbane and and start, you know, a new way of life over here and um, fortunately, I didn't know it, but obviously a really good squad was was being assembled, and um, yeah, success wasn't too far away. Like our first year, we won the wooden spoon, so <laughs> go figure. Yeah, that's it. Quick turnaround. Um, so I suppose what was it that made you stand out, like in those um, prior to getting drafted? What set you apart? Even though you're saying you're a late bloomer, what made you still better than the majority, or made you a handy player? Um, my running capability. Um, I was a uh, state champion eight and fifteen hundred meters for throughout, you know, twelve to fourteen. Did a lot of lot of um, training in that sort of space, middle distance running. Didn't win it every year, twelve to fourteen, I must say. But um, I did a little athletics in that in that time. Um, and that, you know, obviously, you know, the, what's the game of Fozzie rules? It's you play for, got to run for nearly two hours. You've it's a bit, it's a bloody big ground. You've got to be fit, right? So, that was my 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 real strength, my running running ability to cover the ground, but just not not, I was never quick. Um, but what I did do, I was an inside midfielder, and so ability to be able to react quickly. So my game sense was was really strong through just again, probably I'm not sure how much of it's um god-given ability and how much is learnt um but i spent a lot of time as a kid playing these games of basketball again like if you look at basketball it's in a confined area um an inside midfielder um you're in a general other times at a confined area around stoppages so you've got to be able to react really quickly um my, my 10 meter sprint was one of the quickest at the brisbane Lions. um so i was really quick at uh, the first five or ten but you know i probably hit top top pace at 10 meters um <laughs> Couldn't just couldn't go much further, but so so that as an inside bit helpful is helpful when you when you see the ball come off the ruck's hands quickly uh, and you react first. You know you get to the fall of the ball first. Um, you identify where the space is to get a you know handball receive, for instance, or let's all those sort of things in that 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 confined area. So if you can 
if you can be, if you're not overly blessed with pace, but you read the game better than everyone else, then you get to really good spots. And then on top of that, if you can cover the ground in terms of endurance, you keep getting a contest and keep getting good spots, then you're inevitably going to get the ball in your hands, you know. So um, for me, another thing was being skinny, was getting used to contact, getting used to bodies around and not being afraid to throw my body into the contest and, and, and get hands dirty with tackling and things. And that physicality, especially when I got drafted as a 72-kilo AFL player, you know, you, you get thrown in. I wanted to play as an inside mid and, you know, probably 77, 78 when I got the chance, not real conducive to being an inside mid, you know. So I had to learn to use my body um, and and a lot of that was around keeping my feet. But, yeah, it's those those aspects of having endurance space that was, you know, I guess, in the elite category, um, having a, an elite game sense, um, you know, and that, that, that's a big one. Like how, how, how do you teach that? Um, it's, it's, it's hard to... Um, to say how much is God-given talent, how much is is taught, learnt through, you know, being in small side games, playing lots of games of football. There's no doubt you can acquire a lot of skill and game understanding through that, but a lot of it's God-given talent too, I would have thought. So, um, you know, what capacity can you get to? How much can you improve? Um, you know, it's probably a good debate out there around that stuff. But, yeah, for me, it was around just playing lots of small side games as a kid, whether it was footy, whether it was basketball um, with my friends. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then your skills, like, must have been pretty good. Like, what were you feeling like you were elite in your skills at that time as well? Or were you feeling like you were making enough, like, enough ends meet and then that you developed your skills as you went on? Yeah. Look, I, I was lucky to always have a, um, a pretty good left foot kick, I guess. Um, but as the higher level you play, you know, the bodies are bigger. Um, the hits are harder and the ball moves faster. So, um, you yeah, and the less time you've got with the foot in your hand. So for me, I, 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 I acutely understood that, and I acutely understood that if I if I'm not quick, I've got to make quick decisions. Um, and and if I act quicker than everyone else, then I'm a chance of being able to get into a bit of space. So th- those things are, which is which is I love about I love about the game. I remember Lee Matthews, that coach, used to say, "Boys, the great thing about a game, you can be seven foot and play a game, you can be five foot and play a game, but." It's also, I'm a big believer, you can be somewhat slow, if you like, uh, and play a game, and you can be your same bolt and play a game. You know, you can, but if you are slow, you've got to have other attributes. You've got to be able to run long. You've got to be able to be, you know, a good endurance athlete. Um, you, you've got to be got to be able to anticipate and read the game, like I was saying. You've got to have really good game sense and really get to spots before others. Um, and then you've got to be, really well skilled to make quick decisions when you got the ball and be really well skilled. So that's sort of the keys for mine. Um, I, I think that's what allowed me to play as an inside bid for 15 or 16 years around, um, you know, making those quick decisions and anticipating the situation really quickly. The game is constantly moving from mm-hmm. second to second and um, the ability to be able to wrap to those moments um, is what can allow you to play at a high level along with your your skill base um, when you get the ball in your hand and your defensive approach to the game as well. So so obviously so many parts to it, but um, those sort of three or four things I've mentioned uh, largely made it up for me. Yeah. And last question around you kind of juniors, but did you play only inside mid or were you kind of capable of playing a few different positions? Uh, Yeah. So going through the ranks, I played wing a fair bit um, and then played forward. And then when I 
my first few games for the Lions, I was at halfback flank. I never played there in my life, and all of a sudden I'm a defender. But um, that's what the game the game sort of asks from you and, you know, the coaches do as well. So I had to tag Paul Kelly, the great Sydney Swans player, in my second game um, and got an understanding of what that's like. Um, so that was a that was a pretty cool experience. Um, he punched me in the guts a couple of times and dropped me. Um, <laughs> that was, it was character building. Yeah. <laughs> Good for me, long term. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, so that's a, like great insight. So thank you for that. Yeah, it was a great insight that Simon provided there. It was uh, really interesting to hear about how many sports he played and how much of an influence those transferable skills had on his own um, overall development. Um, plus, he, he makes a great point that we shouldn't be worried about how big or tall or strong we are or, or what, like the lack of those traits as anyone can play the game of Aussie rules. Uh, you just got to you know be able to bring something to the table and Solomon had great running capability, great reaction time, and great game awareness. So if you're in a position where you want to uh, get selected for the next representative level team, then maybe some things you can take from this episode uh, is to think about what you can bring to the game and what can you do to make those things have a uh, greater impact on the game. Um, so I'm going to leave you with a few points written by Timothy Ferris in his book, the four-hour work week, because I just think that they're quite relevant to what Simon said in today's episode. So yeah, this is uh, from the book, four-hour work week. Um, Tim Ferriss says, emphasize strengths, don't fix weaknesses. The choice is between multiplication of results using your strengths or incremental improvements by fixing your weaknesses, which will at best be mediocre. Focus on better use of your best weapons instead of constant repair. Do you play footy and want to get drafted one day? Well, reach out to us and we can work with you. If you're in Perth's northern coastal suburbs, then please reach out to us and we will certainly work with you and help you find the improvements you need to take your game to the next level. You can find us in many ways. Our website is sixpointscoaching.com. All of our social media accounts, including YouTube, is Six Points Coaching. And if you want to send us an email, go to info at sixpointscoaching.com. 